The Soda Pod is proudly presented by 7th Avenue Pizza. 7th Ave Pizza produces the highest quality, best tasting frozen pizza available in the market today. If delicious toppings are what you crave, look no further. Try the meat sauce pizza today because it wails, folks. Follow them at 7th Avenue Pizza to stay current on where you can grab yours today. Get you some 7th Avenue Pizza today. Now let's get right to the show. From the wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Jerome here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not too much, man. It's weird now that like there isn't anything on the ice to cover with the wild. Everything is just going to be listening to K-Fan and reacting to Billy G. But that's a different kind of excitement, so I'm in for it. Yeah, and I just have to say, like, Billy G's, like, whether you agree with his moves or not all the time, he's an absolute boss. And I just say that from someone who is so jaded as a Canucks fan for almost a decade listening to freaking Jim Benning, monotone Jim Benning, passionless Jim Benning, from now going to, you know, Billy Guerin, who's just complete opposite, who gives no fucks, you know, barely a filter, and who just cares about one thing fucking winning well billy has something to be passionate about though he's in a real hockey market oh come on come on <laughs> canucks right. may be savage but they are a real uh, hockey market i'll say that much yeah <laughs> um oh, but anyways what do we got on tap for for this episode the the first of many this week that we have uh on our feed here oh we gotta break down everything that billy said in his interview on k fan really just get into some of the off-season questions here. I mean, ultimately, we've got a lot to dissect over the summer. There's going to be changes on a weekly basis, I'd imagine, based on what leaks, based on what Billy says, based on actual actions taken by Billy. I imagine a lot of this, though, I mean, I think we're both on the same page, is going to unfold by the time the draft comes, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but... No, um, I mean, we can jump into it here in a second. I just got to appreciate uh, it's, it's always weird when I actually like a sour, but Drecker, their chunk, we have peanut butter and jelly supreme. I don't know what more I could ask for, except for maybe just peanut butter, peanut butter instead of peanut butter and jelly, but whatever. It looks you you've had delightful. other peanut butter. Ooh, very nice. You've had other peanut butter and jelly beers out there. I know the Chonk. I know Drecker's. Never never a sour, though. Which okay, I mean, yeah. No, which Drecker, I mean, again, delicious beers that have a cult following. I'd hardly call it a sour. but and I'd hardly It's call a delicious it a, fruit smoothie. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd hardly call it a beer at the end of the day, too. It's just a delicious alcoholic beverage. Hey, I don't judge. No, That's not, not true. I always no, judge. <laughs> no judgment at all. But how does it compare to some of the other peanut butter and jelly beers that you've had? I mean, it's just not even comparable because those are usually <laughs> like stouts, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I'll have like a peanut butter porter or stout and they'll mix it with like uh, like a raspberry, like something to go with right. it. So, no, I mean, it's can't compare. This is a lot sweeter. This is a totally different kind of beer. I'd personally prefer, I think. I've made it pretty clear unless there's new listeners. 
I'd rather have like a more basic, like roasty kind of peanut butter beer rather than have a sugar bomb. But there's a time and place for both for sure. And I mean, here we are important context as we record these couple of episodes for you. This is Sunday morning before hockey games have started. So that's why this uh, little sweet diddly is probably the best move for me right now. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're two hours ahead of me right now. Like it's it's nine thirty. Like everyone's still just getting up here on on this Sunday. It's eleven thirty, and we're normal humans, and we're just getting up because it's the weekend. <laughs> Even when I sleep, like I get <laughs> I get upset with myself if I sleep in past eight o'clock. So today I got up at six thirty, and I felt really good about myself. So there you go. The sun is shining. One of the few days. Apparently, we have rain on Vancouver Island up until you know mid June. So I'll take any of these Which, sunny, with the time days. change, does that mean like mid-May or? <laughs> There's oh, one man. person listening that thought that was real. Anyways, uh, yeah, probably. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out before I, I talk about what I drank last night uh, watching some hockey. The only hockey game last night because obviously the NHL had to make, make room, you know, with their audience for ice wars. But we'll get into that later. Um, Hoppy, I've only been able to locate one more peanut butter beer in bc that's currently like on the shelves and in production white sales brewing just down the road and you know how much i rave about white sales brewing they had actually a a peanut butter barrel aged that that was a limited release but 2020 so they haven't they haven't had it for a very long time but this thing had like 4.8 on untapped so i mean yeah but dude if it's barrel aged i don't care how long it's been sitting on the shelf that's better no, no, I mean, but there's just no more. Like it's, it's oh. so, like there's, there, there's no more. They had a limited run of it, right? So what's so, the point si- of bringing it up? Well, I just want to say, like that in my research, there, there were three that were circulating, you know, around Vancouver Island in the last three to five years, and it was the the Nutty Uncle, of course, which you've tried. It was uh, that uh, barrel aged one that that White Sales released, and there's one in Vancouver, I believe. I'm just bringing it up right now. Yes, Bad Tattoo Brewing Peanut Butter Chocolate Porter. Hoppy, this one looks incredible. It's, it's, oh man, the the can design is, is beautiful. I'll send you the link, um, after this as well. It, it has tremendous reviews. I, I have to get my hands on this one, but I cannot find it on Vancouver Island. So I'm like, I, I'm planning like a bunch of shit on the mainland soon, like excuse to go over there. Maybe I'd like I'll try to like buy some things, or I'm trying to plan to visit people. But at the end of the day, the real reason is to go to get this bad tattoo uh beer and i think at this point like instead of just going to like some liquor store near the ferry terminal then just like coming back home i'm probably just gonna go to the brewery so i'm gonna also try to link up with them and maybe we'll do some on-site content and we'll just rave about the peanut butter beers and i'll ask them if they've heard of like dangerous men or any of these other peanut butter beers in north america that have really like paved the way for it i'm sure they have with them we'll collab yeah. So, anyways, I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to Bad Tattoo Brewing, and I, I know we'll get into hockey in a second here, folks. We haven't really talked about beer for a little while. Red Arrow. It's it's a brewery in Duncan. I've yet to like do the whole tour and everything there. I've, I've gone and filled up a growler once. Usually, not the biggest fan, and you know, I go all out for the Vancouver Island support, especially the hockey players, as, as Hoppy likes to point out. Red Arrow. You know, I, I shoot straight here. I haven't found anything there that I absolutely loved until now. Until now, this is the hazy pale ale. Party hat by Red uh, Red uh, yes Red Arrow <laughs> Brewing here, uh, unbelievable. You know, again, I, I went in kind of with my expectations a little lower, and this one blew my mind. I had it out of the beer bowl last night while 
watching some hockey and uh yeah 5.5 percent i mean this one is what what style of beer is it it's a hazy pale ale oh okay yeah um it was it was pretty bitter but but i i dug it um little bit like little bit of sweetness there but nothing you know overpowering and uh for for a 5.5 percent it 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 drank stronger if that makes sense but it it was something that like i kind of knew was going to be like um you know pretty tasty a little bitter going in and it it blew my mind honestly It, it blew my expectations out of the water so red arrow brewing i'll have to connect with them and just say that hey you you finally brewed something that really you know something that i'll i will actually seek out in regards to to your brewery rather than just like grab a party pack or a six pack to you know support the local ones so shout out red arrow you've uh you've nailed it for the first time with me nailed it nailed it but now i'm gonna switch back to coffee here not a coffee beer actual coffee yes isha's back on the wagon sure the percolator i had the percolator coffee this morning all right well, let, let's get into, uh, before we get into some of the Billy Garen stuff, let's talk about just the uh, season-ending interviews, right? Player exits. Um, sounds like a lot of people are very openly stating that they want to stay. Whether they end up staying, whether we want them to stay is up for debate, but Math, Talbot, Delorier all say that they want to be here. Even Middleton kind of implies it and limps in with it. I mean... It's good that they all want to be here, but I guess at the end of the day, how much do we read into that? Um, I mean, it, it's it, it's good, and I think it's a good start. So it's like you're coming into negotiations, you know, with those preliminary talks, maybe not at like the highest price of that look. Like the player is neither here nor there or doesn't really want to be here. You're going to have to start here if you want to keep them. And you know, probably the agent and the player going going into that know that okay, if the relationship's good with the the organization, then you know talks will continue. But if if they don't really care, if they don't really have the cap, if it's going to be too hard, then that's an easy amicable way to part ways. Um, I say I, I say that jokingly because apparently Trevor Linden and Jim Benning parted ways amicably, and that's mm, yeah, the word that, used. That was but. amicable. Um, so I, I think it's, it's a positive, it's a, it's a first positive step if the wild do want to keep any of these players. Um, but I don't think we should read into it too much because at the end of the day, this is a business at the end of the day, the wild do have to ice a solid team, but have to be under a salary cap. Yeah. And I mean, it's a weird spot that we're in right now because again, there's money that is there for players that aren't on the team right now, but are the wild at a place right now? Like is Kirill Kaprizov a player worthy of taking a discount to stay with? Because we're seeing it again, very different situation with the Pittsburgh Penguins, because I'd say it's a little while before Kaprizov even reaches the same stratosphere as Sidney Crosby, but he seems poised to do so, especially in comparison just for the market. But Brian Rust cost himself at least two mil if he had gone on the open market to stay like what, like what do you read into that? Like should players that say they want to stay with the wild immediately be ready to take a discount to do so? Um, I mean, that's a good point. And you're, you're right. Like two seasons, in the NHL, not even close to the level that a Crosby or even in some of the other players, like, you know, we, we've even seen players who weren't necessarily even going to play like next to an Ovechkin in Washington. Like, and I think of like Thomas Vokun, the goaltender who like 
they, they've always had the ice to high scoring team. They always played well in the regular season. I remember Thomas Vokun at one point was like, screw it, I'm going to be the goaltender that goes and wins in the Stanley Cup. Now he kind of just crashed and burned in, in Washington. But it's that same kind of aura that these players have that like you want to go and be part of the squad that has one of these superstars for, for various reasons to win, to maybe get more eyes on, on you, your brand, your team, you know, all the above. So I think it's starting to become that. I don't think we're quite there yet where players are going to take, you know, shave two to three million to want to come and play. Maybe one, something like that. Maybe 500,000 in a negotiation with another team. This team has Caprizo over. I'm going to be able to play with, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, so I'll come there. But uh, I don't think it has the allure yet that some of these other franchises have. Even, even a franchise like... I don't want to say Tampa because like they're they're too deep, but but a deep competitive team where you may only get like third line minutes, but you're going somewhere where you can actually win, right? Anyways, plus it's Tampa. Like, plus it's Tampa. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. No taxes. Yeah, there's there's other benefits. But what was yeah. Kalorn's YouTube show during COVID? Oh on the dock? man, um, I think it was called like Doc, doc Talk or something. Doc Talk. Yeah, it got so much hate on from vancouver canucks fans i don't know yeah, why because they're bitter that they fucking suck <laughs> like, or they're or they're bitter that it's too it's too cold to be able to do that that's in the, fair. That's in fair. the ocean over there <laughs> i mean i thought it was awesome i i don't know i'm always a fan of players showing more personality and everyone says they are but then as soon as they do it's like oh come on that's too much like you can't you can't have it both ways you can't no, the thing is because it was like COVID times and it was like, mm, why are you spreading to dock to dock, bro? Well, and like the, the perfect example, too, like people get so upset about it. Like me, I laugh at it. Drew Doughty saying like, I don't know, like a little overpaid, huh? About Kaprizov. Like, I want that. I want oh, that. Yeah, it's like hilarious. it's OK that we want to clap back at it and like rub it in his face. But like people that are actually upset and like offended that he would say it like you're just a loser. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's calculated for that reason. It's like the fact that you are speaking out about that, he's won. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. But okay, I mean what we're obviously going to see this play out over the summer and there's going to be more to talk about with all of those players and actually this week's biggest question that will uh you'll be able to tune into here shortly everyone is going to be the goalie debate. Um but for now let's let's talk about Billy G. You just listened this morning. It's fresh for you, Isha. Just initial thoughts on the entire interview. My, I think the the biggest thing is he's not happy with the performance in the playoffs, um, especially game four. Come, comes back to game four yeah. uh, a few times in that interview. I love how much of a straight shooter he is. Like without cursing and without you know crossing the 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 line to become unprofessional. He's still straight to the point. He's aggressive in the way that, you know, n- not to intimidate the interviewer, but to really give them some meat, you know, give them a solid answer, but give them, you know, some sort of honesty. Either I'm not going to talk about that or I'm going to defend our organization because I don't want your words yeah. twisted in any ways to make us look bad. And I respect that from Billy Garen. And by the way, um, who, who is interviewing him on K fan? Cause again, I just, I don't, I listened quite a, quite a bit. I just don't, I still just don't know. I believe it was Dan Barrero. Great, great job by him. I mean, very, you know, Sikarisi to give an example on the West coast here. I mean, 
pride for you know for the for the sake of entertainment but knew not to go too far because you can tell that they have good rapport so i really enjoyed that interview he asked the hard questions but he wasn't a dick about it right like that's the key like that that's a professional but for me man it's really interesting to see the balance with bill Guerin too where like most gms and coaches like it's black and white like they're either like all out or they're very reserved and calculated. Whereas I think Bill Guerin, everything he says is calculated, right? Like that he doesn't slip or say anything he doesn't want to, but it's the way he says it, the raw emotion that he doesn't keep in check that I really appreciate. Oh, he just talks like such a hockey player too. He almost talks Canadian. He is a hockey player, dude. No, I know, but I mean, to his core, he is a hockey player. No, yes, yes, he is still a hockey player that's managing a hockey team. Exactly, (laughs) dude. And just some of his like, uh, just some of the lingo. It just sounds very, and I I know, and I know he's American, but it just sounds very like Northern Alberta or sounds very Saskatchewan. And I, I, and that is the best compliment. I can give someone. I'm just saying that right now. Well, and he said this before, but the thing that really caught for me was just everyone thinks like, oh, you're going to be friends with these players and it's going to be hard to trade them. He's like, no, it's not. It's going to be fucking easy. Yeah. What What do you mean? I was a player. I was traded. I was bought out. I've been through everything. They're big boys. <laughs> I seem like I came out okay, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. He's like, they're big boys. This is big boy business. Right. Like at the end of the day, he's doing what's best for the team. And uh, I mean, obviously ended up going a little negative on Kevin Fiala to defend Matt Dumba, who has just been a fucking punching bag for wild fans who basically have decided, right. And on paper, it makes sense, but they've decided that it's either Dumba or Fiala. Like you can't keep both. You're going to keep one and it's become this debate. And that's why everyone is so hypercritical of anything Matt Dumba does. But I mean, what, what did we get from this interview Isha when he kind of goes to the defense of Matt Dumba and kind of is like, I don't know, Kevin Fiala, he played good for three months. So what? Yeah. And and again, I I don't think, personally that it, it's it was kind of black and white in in bill garen's eyes in the fact that like one's gonna stay and one's gonna go i think that he's just honest and he was honest saying look yes fiala was hyped a lot by the media hyped a lot by the fans right and he played very well for three months and that's what and in fairness got him that hype but where was he in the playoffs he was nowhere to be found and billy garen he's a straight shooter he he said that and what I liked about what he had to say about Dumba, and to be honest, this extends to just what I think overall he was saying about Fiala and, and the organization as a whole. Billy Guerin defends his fucking players. He oh. defends players to the media. He defends his players to, to anyone asking. You know, he'll he'll be he'll be a straight shooter on their play game to game, series to series, chunk of the season to chunk of the season. But in his eyes, they're here. We didn't move them. You know, so we want them here. And people are going to be like, oh, no, well, contract, it's hard to move. Excuse me? He just bought out Suter and Parise, okay? So don't tell me that if this guy didn't want a player here or wanted a player here, it'd be different, right? If he didn't want a player here, they would not be here. Let's just say that right now. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all 
all sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings same game day parlays? You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I don't okay. know if it's that simple. I mean, if, if it was to the point that they're a locker room cancer like we had with Suter and Parisi, sure. But hey man, I guarantee well, you, he doesn't want Kulikov here. He's well, not just automatically gone. Well, I mean, not he doesn't want him here anymore. He did. Hey, right. he brought him in. He brought and, him in. And guess what? In the regular season, it worked for a lot of the year. I just, I don't know. It's more a matter of the availability of ice time on that blue line. Right. Look, I get what you're saying. We're being nitpicky there, but this yeah. goes to my initial argument that like he defends his players, you know, and he accepts that, hey, we made this decision for this reason. It either worked out or it didn't work out. He defended Cam Talbot. He said they have a good relationship. He defended the decision with Marco Andre Fleury. He said what that nothing soured there. To say, dude? No, sorry. I, I get it, but he could have just said nothing. It wasn't like he was super prompt on it. So anyways, I'm just saying, I think overall he defends the organization. He defends the players. And it goes back to what you said, Hoppy. He's a hockey guy. He was there. Yeah, he knows they're big boys and they'll be fine if they're traded or or bought out or whatever. But he's still going to show them the respect. And you know what I love? He shows Matt Dumba the respect. Dude, Matt Dumba has literally broken bones, torn muscles, you know, dislocated ligaments and bled for this wild organization. And you know what? I'm glad that, that Billy Guerin gives him that fucking respect that he deserves. Yeah, and it was pretty telling in the interview, too, when he flat out said, like, he, the question was asked, okay, he was banged up. Like, at what point is it less valuable to be playing him because of injury? And Billy just okay. said, like, he was our best option. Yeah, which I is love pretty this. telling of yep. what those other players are. <laughs> so, and by the way, again, I'm going to say it until, uh, until I maybe get some love on Twitter. All you who are defending Kulikov... Get the fuck out of here. He's a bum. I told you at the beginning of the season. Dude, Frosted Tips, fuck you. Frosted Tips, he can be a beauty for doing that. He's still a bum of a player. You know? Like Jordy Ben, still beauty from Vancouver Island. Bum of a player now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, let's let's pivot then to Matt Dumbo, right? Like, obviously, big injury he played through with the ribs, punctured lung, everything. Crazy. Battle it out. Like, you... You knew that he was playing with an injury. There's no way that you could tell that he was playing with that. He played hard, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, there's so many different ways that you can break down the analytics, right? But at the most basic level, on paper, he was the most productive defenseman on the team, which is a really weird thing to show to wild fans who literally have been trying to cave in the guy's skull. It's ridiculous. Um, But End of the day, like that injury aside, everything going on, do you think he's staying or do you think he's going? Like, did the Garen interview convince you that he is staying or does that mean nothing to you? Um, I don't, I don't think it, it matters. I don't think it means like, I'm not going to go as far and say it means nothing to me. 
um, it shows that, okay, he really does care about this player and that that's a good thing. But again, Hoppy, and to everybody listening, it's a business at the end of the day. If it's not going to work, if there's an opportunity to change things and you have to move money and maybe even make some changes on the blue line, just because Bill Guerin respects Dumba, you know, for what he's done in his play and everything doesn't mean that if there's an opportunity to move in and better the team, that it's gonna that it's gonna happen. Or if there's an opportunity for to walk away from him, that that that's not gonna happen. So, so is it is it as black and white as kind of back to our first point? If he takes a discount, is that the answer? Like if he takes a discount, he stays. If he doesn't, he's out. Yeah, I would say that. If we're gonna if we're gonna nail it down to just like a, a you know as simple as that, I would say that 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 pretty much gets it done. Okay. And I'm going to flip the previous argument too, with people wanting to stay for Kaprizov. How much say does 97 have in this? Like, does he sway the decision at all when we kind of saw how, you know, butt buddy him and Dumbo were? Um, if it was Zuccarello, maybe. I think right now he, again, he's only two seasons into the National Hockey League. So, so how is many your, times- is your, is, hang on. Is your argument that he's moved on from Dumba? They broke up and he's married to Zuccarello now is that your point like what's the Zuccarello argument well my no it's not that (laughs) my thing is without Zuccarello maybe Kaprizov doesn't have 100 points and the wild don't win as many games Matt Dumba and him are are really tight but in game on the ice how many times is realistically Matt Dumba dishing the puck to you know what I'm saying like yeah but how much of the pregame how much of the stuff in the locker room is getting Kaprizov in a mindset and a position where he's able to go out and dominate I think the line mate pulls more weight. I'm sorry, but like it's <laughs> you got Henrik and Daniel. Henrik's choosing Daniel over Edler well, every I, day of the fucking okay. week, baby. I get that. My point is if Kaprizov says to Garen, I want this guy here, how much does that matter? Garen says, Well, then you pay him the extra two million, buddy, because we can't. Through transfer. That's what Garen says. Because Kaprizov's still pretending he doesn't know English. Well, that's what that's what Garen says to him, and I think that's exactly that. That's exactly, exactly what Garen says. To him. Okay, fair, fair. And I th- again, what people don't realize the tough part of this: Matt Dumba has a ten-team no oh, trade yes. list, right? I, this is my favorite part. Yeah, I, I want to get into this because let's let's talk through it. At the I end of the day, th- there's a lot that goes into that no trade list, right? Because yes, we saw dude. with Eric Stahl. He it's went crazy. the route of let's prevent the most likely trade scenarios. And, oh, he left Buffalo off the list and sucks to suck. So it's tough, right? Because at the end of the day, Matt Dumba's goal with that 10-team no-trade list is to stay in Minnesota. But at what point does it become more important to block a likely trade partner than to block the least desirable destination? So let's let's just like talk through teams i mean do you want to go from the angle of these are the ones that he's not going to have on the list or the ones that he will have on the list okay let, let's do it this way let, let's talk about what he uh will have on the list like we'll talk about the 10 teams he does not want to go to okay and then after we each list them we'll we'll we'll, we'll explain just how we structure like in what lens we were structuring our lens because I, I believe you and i made our list we're probably gonna have some of the same teams i would I imagine but I think we structured our list, you know, through a different lens. So you started off. Okay. Well, I have to imagine that we both said, uh, well, actually, I got, I got to let you pick this one because the way you said it was just so funny. Oh, ASU's on the list. 100%. Yeah, ASU's on the list. <laughs> he ain't going to, he ain't going to play college at the Sun Devils. <laughs> um, yeah, he is not going to Arizona. That's the one that we know is on the list. 
you go to Houston, but which that one goes on for both reasons, right? That's a likely trade destination and uh, the least desirable destination. So, yeah. um, they're for sure off the list. Um, next for me, I'm going to kind of bang out a couple here, Isha. Yep. And it's going to sound funny to you because I feel like you will be the opposite on some of these. <laughs> I think he's literally putting the four westernmost Canadian teams. He is putting Winnipeg. He is putting Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver. And the reason he's picking those is because those are likely trade destinations. All of them can use help on the blue line. And there's obviously always going to be the tie of, oh, boy wants to go back to Western Canada. You know, like <laughs> teams are going to see that fit there. And I think that, again, this isn't a matter of him not wanting to be with those teams. It's a matter of him wanting to stay with the wild and knowing that those are likely trade destinations. So unless maybe there's something going on where, like, he'd be okay going back to one of those teams. Maybe he leaves it off, but I feel like those are just four really likely possibilities, and that's why they would end up on the list. So there's my yeah. top five. Do you disagree with any of those? Um, I have, I have one of them on my list as well. Like I only one. I, Which one? Edmonton. Okay. Because literally, and, and I'm uh, sorry. He doesn't want to downgrade his ninety sevens. I got you. Well, <laughs> that. And Edmonton is just a dump of a city. I'm sorry. Yeah, like it has fair. some good attraction, but it's just un- isn't Winnipeg. You know, Calgary's. And I'm sorry to all the St. Paul defenders because St. Paul is nicer than Edmonton. I'll say that oh, by a long shot. Oh, but yes! Calgary, Calgary is Minneapolis. <laughs> Edmonton, St. Paul. <laughs> oh, that's that's gonna fire some people up. Oh, I'm gonna have to come up with some kind of post for that. That's fine. Again, again, again. W- like St. Paul thousand times better than edmonton i'm just like if we're gonna go comparison it, it's oh, yeah. it's more rundown it's more rusty it's more blue collar whereas <laughs> calgary is more modern and just a way nicer fucking place to live <laughs> okay i like it i like it all right so then who who's another one or two on your list then since you only had one of those you got to catch up all right so i have um and i have columbus blue jackets because i mean a lot of obvious reasons because yes uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, because who knows what's going on with that organization right now? Like it's just uh, in absolute flames. Um, I don't. I don't think he lists them because I don't think there's a conceivable way of trading him there. I just, I just think like he's just no, it's not happening. I do not want to be part of anything that uh, Fletcher's involved with. Okay. Um, Seattle, just because it's going to take too long for them to be competitive, and I feel like this guy, he's a dog. He wants to compete um san jose for the same reason san jose i'm with they're not going anywhere anytime soon they already have top defensemen like it's just it's not but you wonder again what's the likelihood of being traded there i just think like just again just no like just for just absolutely just like asu just no like and i know they're more likely to be traded but just like i have i have this clause there's 10 teams that's a good chunk i'm gonna i'm gonna put my foot down on this one you know re- regardless of anything my agent might say to sway me otherwise you know <laughs> nah. um who else do i have on here i have the dallas stars just because like the ryan Suter, like let's just not have no uh <laughs> relationship with there at all anymore so it's, it's very clear to me that we're thinking about this very differently because i don't mm. see a world where he gets traded there because they can't afford him they can't um, afford to keep the current defense. How are they going to afford to bring him? Well, I mean, they they like the Dallasters could make just wholesale changes this year because like I mean the, the page is kind of bo- the the page has kind of turned on I feel like this window for them to be competitive. And it's like, yeah, they can still be like 
bubble teams to make the playoffs, maybe like first round, but like now is kind of the time to reshape your organization. But I think they're handicapped, man, in the sense that for Garen, it was a no brainer, right? To cut ties with Prezi and Suter. There, there were problems beyond play on the ice that led to that. Yeah. You don't have that same issue with the bad contracts in Dallas. Like Jamie Ben is their leader. And I don't think there's anyone on the team that would say that they don't want him there. Tyler Sagan as well. Is he the player that he was when he signed the contract? No. Is it worth buying him out and saving a little bit of money on that contract? Also, no. So you're not making that big of a wholesale change. Who else are you going to move that's making serious money to actually change this roster in a meaningful way? I just don't see it. No, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I just um, feel like they're stuck, unfortunately. And I mean, yeah. most wild fans love that because they still hate Norm Green. But like, <laughs> I like a lot of players on the roster, so I follow the team a decent amount. I It's a bummer that they're probably not getting over this hump with this group. And I don't think there's a way for them to fix it. So that's going to – it is what it is. Um, okay, so then we look to the rest of the league. Cause what's How many is that for you so far that we've talked um, through? Seven. Okay, let's let's just hear the last three. Let's get through your list, and I'll um, overlap where I disagree. Chicago, a lot of obvious reasons. Just sure. a shit organization. Their future is still yep. big question mark. The whole nine yards. Um, this one again, you might be able to throw the same argument. Like, it's not plausible given the money, but I think the Islanders organization right now—they're kind of going nowhere. You know, it. I just think that yeah. Doesn't want doesn't want anything to do with that Islanders organization, and this one goes against my kind of shaping of the list. But I'm going to put it on anyways, and that's Ottawa, just because. Who knows about the minutes? Let's be honest; they have some great defensemen there already. I do not trust Pierre Dorian. You know they, and and unfortunately, you know they they lost their owner. He passed away. Eugene Melnick last year. There for sure. Just just a lot of uncertainty overall with the organization. Do you really want to be part of that? I mean, yeah, they might be competitive for a year or two because they might just spike because these young players are good. Maybe the core gets some chemistry, but can you continue to build around that? Is this is the general manager and the organization ready? You know, what's the ownership going to look like? We don't know yet, and that's why I just I would think that someone like Dumba, who's as competitive as as he is doesn't want to touch that organization. Like, shoot, I, I think he he would have a better chance of wanting to go to Calgary, you know, back home, you know, to fill in one of the gaps there than fucking Ottawa, the, an, an up, you know, an upcoming, t- or an, a team on the uptick, you know, quote unquote, realistically. Now, how I shaped my list was none of these teams realistically are on the rise or really, really good right right now. And that's why, I, that's how I kind of shape my list overall. The Dumbo would want to go to a team that, he can realistically fit in the roster, but but obviously a team that that that's on the rise. And I mean, some of these cities too aren't necessarily the best. And I don't say all of them because Seattle's beautiful, San Jose obviously. I mean, why wouldn't you want to live on the beach there? Um, but kind of the rest of them. I mean, ASU, it's I. But again, Dumba Dumba his choice. Chance. He could have gone to college. Right. Yeah, I mean the the one glaring one, and I I understand based on your description of how you made the list buffalo sabers he does not want to go there regardless of how good the projection of the team looks like they're they're definitely on the upward trajectory i just don't see him wanting to move to buffalo darlene i don't see him wanting to move to buffalo (laughs) well i think the canadian in him doesn't really give a fuck about the snow per se 
It's not the but, snow. It's just like is Buffalo like the Edmonton of the New York area? It's like in a way, I like Buffalo. Like they have really mm-hmm. good wings, wings and beer and. <laughs> But yeah, it's just not a place that I'd want to live, like straight up. So you know, I mean, some um, people might say that about you know Minnesota though too. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just I saying. noticed uh, a very interesting one you left off your list, though, Isha. What's that? I will take the northwest oh. Well, you know why? Because again, mecca of hockey. Despite where the organization is, I think anyone would want to put on that that jersey it makes me sick but most canadians over the maple leafs would probably want an opportunity to play in montreal despite what even the roster looks like (laughs) and and it's just and i say that because it's just i've seen it before it's a pattern it speaks for itself i don't understand it it is what it is it's like to hockey players there's like something almost royal about montreal it's like it's like uh yeah i don't know it like the forbidden fruit and you have if you have an opportunity if you if you're allowed to to take a bite you're, you're gonna do it you're gonna do it every time i don't know i'm running out of analogies because the hippie lettuce was nice and ripe this morning hmm. yeah. but anyways yeah fair enough i mean so we've we've got some overlap there we covered some extra terrain um but end of the day that should give everyone the scope of like it's gonna be pretty hard to trade Matt Dumba, not only finding a trade partner where it's a fit, but then also getting the return you want, knowing that there's a limited market, like really at the end of the day, the only way he's getting traded is if he tells Bill Guerin, I want six mil again, or I want a raise, right? Which honestly, I fear that's going to happen, which is fine. That's going to happen. If that's what it is, then Guerin will be like, okay. I appreciate you. You need to understand why I'm trading you and you're being traded. I really think he wants seven, 7.5. No one's giving him that. I'm sorry. Dude. Again, we had to talk, talk, on, talk on about, last... talk about the defense market. I don't care. Isha. The guy has no track record of health. He is not on the same tier as some of these players that are getting um, paid like that. I, I don't see buddy. It. You can't even throw the health argument in there when Eric Carlson got the money he got. And you look at his track record prior to Eric Carlson is five X, the player that Matt Dumba is. If you're going to put health into the matter, it doesn't matter because you're a fucking human. You, you got both. the same water, flesh and bones as the next guy. Like, I don't think that's the case. No, <laughs> yes, you're telling, you're telling me that someone's track record with injuries doesn't matter because everyone gets injured. No, no, no. I'm saying, no, no. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying that if w- with, Eric Carlson's, tra- if we're going with the injury lens, with his track record, using both, Isha. he should not both. have gotten paid. So. You have to be an elite player or not be injury prone. Matt Dumba is not an elite player, and he's also injury prone. He's Carlson very, has very... the injury history, and he's an elite player. That makes a fucking difference. I disagree with that. I disagree with that point. If you're going to throw the injury argument in, it, it trumps all because everyone's human. It doesn't trump all because yeah. I said it's not just the injuries. <laughs> Anyways. Do you th- okay? So if he if he had a clean bill of health and he had put up roughly the production he has so far, you think he's worth seven five? I think he's worth seven. I don't. I but, don't agree. I don't. But um, <laughs> the market, dude. Again, like you say, the market doesn't matter. It does matter because like proof is in the fucking pudding. With what player? Show me the player comparable. Dude, there's just so many. There's so many, and I didn't put a list together. So I'm not going to name a bunch off the top of my head. Everyone knows the big ones already. You're not going to name any off the top of your head. <laughs> well, I mean, like, look at, again, a, a better player 
But like you look at someone like Morgan Riley, for example. Look at the money he's gonna get. Morgan Riley is exponentially better. I I I know, but his agent's not gonna argue that. I mean, the agent's gonna fluff up Matt Dumba as being just That's as good of a player. Fine. And the, people and have gonna, to believe him. <laughs> and I dude, and he's GMs me, aren't morons. Well, you, I, oh, I, oh, I take that back. Dude, some, shut the fuck are, up. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. You know someone's gonna bite. Benning's not in Vancouver anymore. Dude, Ken Holland will if he if he Ken could Holland he would can't afford him. No, I know, dude, if he <laughs> so, could, he so would. That, that takes away your only option. I'm. We can make a beer bet. Someone's gonna get, he's gonna get that money. He's gonna get over seven million dollars. Mm. Mm. I can't tell you what team, but he's gonna make over seven million dollars. Seven plus. I'll, I'll I'll probably take that deal. Yeah. <laughs> if Darnell Nurse, I hate this too because it like feels like I'm shitting on Dumba and I'm not. I like Dumba. This is my twisted plan to end the show and like throwing it on Hoppy now to show that he really, at the end of the day, has no faith. Like, unlike Billy no Garen, Hoppy has no faith in Dumba. Doesn't believe in him. Doesn't like the player. You're the one that said you don't believe in him to take a discount. You don't believe in him. I'm trying to keep him here. I don't believe he'll take a discount because I think he knows his worth. So you don't believe in him. <laughs> don't do not do that. Give me your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your answer. Are you going to take the beer bet? That he makes $7 million or more in his next contract? Yeah, I'll take it. All right. All right. Let's go. I need to write it down. <laughs> I feel like half of them haven't been written down, unfortunately. I know. I'm leaving that to you. <laughs> I'm very much ahead, and I probably would be more ahead if I kept track of all of them. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I mean, you saw you saw me with the pull tabs. I'll just keep pulling even though I don't win. It's all hey, about just having fun. Hey, you came out ahead. I don't want to hear that. I did. I mean, at uh, Tom Reed's. Didn't Tom Reigns wasn't good to you. Yeah, that wasn't good. That one wasn't good. I also told you to stop and you didn't stop. So that's your fault. Yeah. Maybe next time I won't shake Tom's hand. Maybe that was like, you just you just say hello and you don't. You no, know. you shook McGolden's hand and that's when you went down. <laughs> no, I don't think I, yeah, well, I mean, I'd yes, but I didn't have any McGolden's at Tom Reed. We were just drinking. No, you had them at the game and the game's where you got buckled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What were we drinking? We were drinking Canadian beers. Bud, what were we drinking? Budweiser? Coors? That's not Canadian. Coconut? Coconut. Well, That's right. <laughs> we were drinking they'll... Canadian beers, uh, Budweiser. <laughs> they don't taste the same. Uh... <laughs> Actually, Coconut's pretty good. It's underrated. I have to say, we were slamming those motherfuckers. Oh, I love so Coconut. Yeah. One of, my be- one of my best friends in Calgary, Tyson. That- that's his shit, Coconut. And he was my only friend at that time who, like, would go like out of their way that like that's my beer. I'm gonna get the 24 packs, like Coconut all day, baby. Everyone else is Lucky Logger. Not Tyson. Tyson's Coconut. I love it. Okay. <laughs> um, and then he had kids, and I don't know if he kept drinking the 24 packs. Um, but say love you. All right, well, that's the episode for this week. The first of uh, three the Hoppy and I will be hosting. But as you all know, I mean, the feed five days a week. We have content coming at you. Uh, we'll, round, we'll talk about the NHL, and we'll talk about Kevin Fiala on the other episode. So oh. stay. Oh, wait. I already said we're talking about goalies. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it uh, in. Anyway. If you fucking delete this. We're talking goalies, not Love Z. As well as NHL news on the next episode, so stay tuned. Signing off, I'm Isha Dromi, alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, man? We good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild. <laughs>